You're listening to Stepping Stones of Faith. I'm Pastor Josh. I would like to invite you to embark with me on a journey, a journey of biblical study. Through practical application of the Word of God, it is my prayer that you grow in greater relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. Please join me as we journey to the next Stepping Stone of Faith. We are going to continue through the book of Romans today. Romans chapter 7, the, if you don't have a Bible, there should be one in front of you. It's very small type. I apologize for that. But Romans chapter 7, starting with verse 1. Do you not know, brothers, for I speak to those who know the law, that the law, that the law has dominion over a man as long as he lives? For the woman who has a husband is bound by the law to her husband as long as he lives. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law regarding her husband. So then she will be called an adulteress if she marries another man while her husband lives. But if her husband dies, she is free from that law, so that she would not be an adulteress if she marries another man. So, my brothers, you also have died to the law through the, through the body of Christ, so that you may be married to, an, to another to whom who has been raised from the dead, so that we may be, bear fruit, the fruit of God. When we were in the, in the flesh, the passions of sin through the law worked in our members to bear fruit leading to death. But now we are d- delivered from the law, having died to things in which we were bound, so that we may serve a, in newness, of, newness in the spirit and not in the oldness of the letter of the law. Father, anoint this word to our minds and our hearts. Help us to apply it to our life, that, Lord, we would be one with you. And, Lord, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now we must understand that Paul, here in this chapter, is not really telling us how we are to live our life with our spouses according to the law, but the most important part of it is the second part of it, which is telling us how we are to live our lives according to the Word of God when in relationship to Jesus Christ. We, he, he recounts the law because he wants them to understand what, what they already know. He's bringing them back to what they already know. They know the law. They know what the law states. He's bringing them back to what they know, which is the law. And he note that he's recounting all of the law by telling them that, uh, that they have certain things according to the law that they must do. He says, do you, do you not know, brothers, for I speak to those who know the law, that the law has dominion over a man as long as he lives. The law has dominion over us as long as we live. Some might say, well, we are in, under grace, we're not under law. Well, that's wrong. We're still under the law. Jesus came to fulfill the law, not to abolish the law. Therefore, we are under the law. He's fulfilled it. Fulfillment is different than abolishment if abolishment is a word, but it is a difference in understanding. 
The law is still valid, it's just fulfilled, and therefore we must still adhere to the law. For if a woman, for the woman who has a husband is bound to the law to her husband so long as he lives. This is very crucial to this next portion because of what it says about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. Therefore, he forever will live. Therefore, we are forever bound to Jesus Christ should we decide to follow him. And it is a decision we must make every single day. I am not a proponent of I gave my heart and life to Jesus in 1997, therefore I can live the way I want to live now because I did that in 1997. No, we are to make our decision every single day. You get up in the morning, you plant your feet on the floor, and you decide right there how you're going to live your life for that day. Are you going to follow Jesus or are you going to follow your own way of doing things? We have to follow Jesus if we want to see Jesus. See, there is, a, there is a, a thing we must understand. If we want to spend time with Jesus, we have to follow Jesus. This is, an, this is an analogy for marriage because of the relationship that God requires for us as believers. We have married folks in here, right? What would your relationship be like if you were not speaking to your spouse? If you didn't speak to your spouse, if you didn't see your spouse, if you, if you only spent an hour a week with your spouse, what would your relationship be like? And even in that hour, you weren't fully attentive. What would that relationship be like? It wouldn't be a good one. It wouldn't last. It wouldn't last. Or if it did last, it would be all of pretense, right? We are required every day to choose to choose love, to choose the Lord, to choose Him. We have to spend time with God. I say this every week. Every week, this is like our, our, dare I say, our mantra of spending time with God. We must spend time with God. How are we going to ever know Him and understand in our own life the, the, this understanding of what He requires if we do not spend time with God? If we do not take the time to share in his presence, to take the time to share with his people, how will we ever know God? How will we ever know God? This Sunday service should not be your inoculation for the week. It should complement what God's already doing throughout the week. What God is saying to you through the week this should be a complement to that or a confirmation to that or something where you're, you're spurred on to keep going for the next week. A marriage relationship naturally is one that should always be growing. It should never be stagnant. It should never wane, but it should always be growing. And God requires that of us as believers to be growing in the grace and knowledge of God. 2 Peter 3.18 we should be growing in the grace and knowledge of God. How are you going to do that if you don't spend time? How? We won't. We will be like a swamp. We won't be like a river of flowing water. You know the difference is? A swamp is green, stinky, and smelly. 
or rivers flowing. And I don't want us to be green, stinky, and smelly in our relationship with God. But we should be going fervently with God. An analogy for marriage is important because we know at the end, at the end of the book it says we're going to share in the marriage supper of the Lamb. It actually calls it the marriage supper of the Lamb. It is a marriage covenant with Jesus Christ. The fact that he says that, he, that Jesus Christ rose from the dead tells us that he will never die again. Therefore, we are never released from this relationship with God should we accept him. Now, a marriage, natural marriage covenant, one person can re release themselves, maybe not on paper, but maybe emotionally, maybe physically, in the physical sense. But yet, there is a removal there. So we must always seek God, spend time with God, get to know, just like you would do with your spouse. Spend time with your spouse. Learn what your spouse loves. Grow with your spouse. Yeah, Wayne, we both grow this way. But grow, grow with your spouse, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Grow with your spouse. Grow with Jesus. Jesus is never changing. He'll always love us. But we can walk away, just like a spouse can walk away. We can walk away by our own desires of what we think we want, what we think we need. And you know what? Jesus is not going to make us stay. Jesus will give us what we want because he loves us. If we want to walk away bad enough, he'll let us walk away. And that's on us. We walk away, we lose privileges of being with him for eternity. Just like when you walk away from your physical spouse, it's never the same again. Even if you do go back, it's never the same. Same with the Lord. If you go back to the Lord, it's never the same. It's different. The Lord loves you, but you feel inadequate. You feel uh, that you've guilt, fear of loss, forever, just like you would in a physical marriage. That's why it's so important to stay fervent with God, stay fervent in the Lord. He says in verse 6, verse 4, So my brothers, you also have died to the law through the body of Christ, so that you may be married to another, to him who has been raised from the dead, so that you may bear fruit for God. In Jesus Christ, we should be bearing fruit. Just as in a physical marriage, when a spouse, when spouses come together, there's naturally should be, or can, can be sometimes not, physical children, physical fruit from that relationship. Usually there is, sometimes there isn't. But there should be physical fruit from that relationship. Just like with Jesus Christ, there should be fruit from that relationship. What's that fruit? Well, Galatians chapter 5 talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, blah, 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 blah. All that, right? We know all that. Chapter 5, look it up. 
22 and 23. I know the reference, not the scripture. But understand that all of that should be fruit from a relationship with God. The opposite, therefore, is a relationship not so good with God. Paul goes on in Galatians and talks about the fruit of the Spirit and the opposite of the fruit of the Spirit in the book of Galatians. We're going to turn there. I'm going to turn there because it makes me upset when I don't know the Scripture. 22 and 23, chapter 5. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. These are the fruits that should be bearing in our life if we have a good relationship with God. Yes, we're going to have problems. Yes, we're going to have those days. We have, all have those days. You wake up, you're grumpy. I let her sleep this morning. But anyway, you wake up and you're grumpy, right? You wake up and you just have, have had a bad night's sleep and you just don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want to see anybody. We're going to have those days. But in those days, what's our life supposed to be like? We go to God and say, God, fill me with your spirit. Give me a joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. Give me the peace that passes understanding that I might serve you in a better way. And he goes on in verse 5, or chapter 5 in, verse, in, in Galatians. Now the opposite of the fruit of the spirit is spoken right above it. The works of the flesh revealed, which are these, adultery... Sexual immorality, impurity, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, rage, selfishness, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. I warn you, as previously warned you, that those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. How many of those things, be honest, talk to yourself how many of those things have you had working in your life this week? How many? I can go through and say one, two, three, at least five, right? We all have those things in our life, but it's what we do with those things when they occur that changes things. When we have strife, what do we do with it? When we have hatred, jealousy, rage, what do we do with those things? Do we sit down and we wallow in it and say, I want to be mad for a while? Remember that old song, I want to be mad for a while? Or do we go to God and say, God, I understand that I have these feelings, but help me with them. And the scripture tells us if we have strife with someone, we are to go to that person, ask for forgiveness, make, the, make it right, and then come back to God. Do we have those situations in our lives? Where we have issues with another person, we must ask God to help us with those situations. All of this is part of that marriage relationship with Jesus Christ. With your spouse, 
If you have issues, you should talk to your spouse. You should be open with your spouse. And when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you should be open with your relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, there's a difference in our relationship with our spouse and our relationship with Jesus Christ. We cannot hide anything from Jesus. We cannot put on a brave face or put on a smile or, or poker face in what we're doing. We can fool others, but we cannot fool God. He knows what's going on in our life. He sees it. He just requests that we share it with him that he can make it better. Do we love him enough to trust him with those things? Do we love our spouses enough to trust them with those things? Those feelings that we have, those angers and those bitter feelings, and do we trust Jesus with those feelings or do we trust our spouse with those feelings because we must it's a picture of our relationship with Jesus our relationship with our spouse a good relationship with our spouse can be a good indication of your relationship with God just like we've talked many times about how the heart is the culprit in the idea of a sour tongue. James chapter 3, 1 through 12, talks about taming the tongue. Well, I'll tell you what, it's not the tongue, it's the heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Remember that? So if our heart is black, our tongue will not be good either. Right living versus right speech. It's right relationship with God. Right? Right heart, right life, right speech. God desires that from us. He goes on. When we were all we were in all, when we were in the flesh, the passions of sin through the law worked in our members to bear fruit, leading to death. In our life prior to Christianity. Can we say it was fun? I mean, in the grand scheme of things, before Jesus, was there anything profitable in that relationship, in that lifestyle? In that lifestyle, it, you do not bear true peace. You do not bear true joy. You do not bear true comfort. You do not bear those things. It is all temporal. It is all uh, uh, fleets away. It all fleets away with time in that kind of thinking and relationship with life. But God, when we go to him, that true joy, that true peace, that true comfort that nobody else can explain is there. It should be there. If we have our relationship with God right. That's why it is so important to stay in your Bible, to stay in, in, in the presence of God, in the presence of His people, and in the presence of His Word. It's so important 
to stay there because that is where we should be. Charles Spurgeon said this once. He said, visit many good books, but live in the Bible. Think about that. Visit many good books, but live in the Bible. That means if you think about your life, think about what you, what you do in your life. You eat, you drink, you live, right? Jesus Christ's word. You partake of it, you live. To partake of it, you live. God desires that from us, folks. He desires from us a greater responsibility to his word a greater relationship to him and those around us. We should be loving our neighbors, loving one another, loving the Lord in so doing. If we do not do that, we best be checking our hearts. He goes on. Verse 6, but now we are delivered from the law, having died to things in which we were bound, so that we may serve in newness of the Spirit and not in the oldness of the letter of the law. Newness of the Spirit. That's a powerful phrase. In newness of the Spirit. Newness of the Spirit of God. It's a very powerful thing. Every day we should be seeking the newness of God. We know the Bible says that His mercies endure forever and His mercies are new every morning. We know this by the Word of God. So we should be seeking the newness of the Spirit every day. Walking in newness of Spirit. We should be seeking that. We talked a lot last week, week before last, about walking in newness of life and how important that is. The only way you're going to do that, this all falls back on what? Me. This all falls back on you and me and our relationship as it is contained in the Scripture and with God and with His people. See, some people say, well, I don't need to go to church. I don't need to go to church. I can have church in my house, watch my TV preacher, and I get a lot out of that. Well, the Bible says not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Why? Because if you forsake the assembling of yourselves together, God uses his people to speak to you. As well as his word and as well as through prayer, God uses his people to speak to you. Think about Gideon. You remember Gideon? How many times did God have to do a sign for Gideon in order for Gideon to believe that God was actually speaking? How many times? Three. Is it really you? Is it really you? Yes, it's really me. Okay. Well, if it's really you, make the fleece wet and the ground dry. Okay. Now make the ground dry and the fleece wet, or the ground wet and the fleece dry. Okay. So, and then, and whatever else. God, if it's really you, speak to me in your word. God, speak to us in our word. God, if it's really you, speak to me in prayer. God, speaks to us through prayer. God, if it's really you, confirm it in somebody else's words. And God does that. That's why it's so important to put those three together. Prayer, 
word people. We must be putting that together. This relationship, this marriage with God, this marriage with our spouses, all of these things work together for the grace of God or should work together for the grace of God. Shouldn't it? Because if it's not, then there's something wrong. Something is wrong. And it's usually one of, it's usually me or somebody else. I'm usually in the wrong. And that's other than being at home. I'm usually in the wrong with God, right? If something is wrong. It's not God. It's usually me. I've either walked away or I have not answered to God's requests and I've walked to my own way of thinking or I've ignored God or I've, or I've decided I'm not going to do what God wants me to do. Therefore, it's me and not God. So many people blame God for their tragedies in life where it be some sort of loss. Loss of a job, loss of a house, whatever loss. And they blame God. God, you did this to me. But how many times did God speak to us and we turned away? Said, no, I can handle it, God. I got it. No need to bother with that, God. I can do it. I can handle it. How many times? And God says, okay, here you go. Prodigal son, there you go. There's your money. There's all your stuff. Have at it. Lost it all, come crying back to, to his father, didn't he? And we do the same thing. When we get all down to where we're nothing, we, 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 we go through these, these stages of anger and, 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 and resentment, and then we go back to God when we realize, hey, I'm the one that screwed up. We go back crying back to God, and what's God do? Just like the prodigal son's father opens his arms doesn't matter what we say or how we treat God. He will always open his arms to us. He will always bring us back. He will always accept us back. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? We, a lot of us have kids in here. I have kids. Denise has a son. Lois, you have children. Ralph, you have children. You, most of us have children. I think all of us have children except for Jake, right? How many times if your kid told you, you know what, mom or dad, you're a big jerk. You don't know nothing. I'm just going to go do my own thing and you can just keep your mouth shut and stay away from me. How many times when you're, if your kid says that to you, if your kid calls you the next day and say, mom, I'm going through something, and start crying, would you take them back or would you say, hey, you thought you could handle it, stay over there? We'd take them back, wouldn't we? In a heartbeat, we'd take them back. Because they're our kids. They're our kids. We're, we're, we're God's kids. He takes us back, no matter what. No matter what. There is... Re there is um, Consequences we must follow, right? When your kids come back, okay, Justin, Zeke, there's rules you got to follow now, or there's going to be problems. God says the same to us. There's rules you got to follow in the Word, or there's going to be problems, right? So, this relationship 
with God, marriage relationship, family relationship with God should be an indication of our relationship with our family. Should be. Does that make sense? Am I, am I, am I making sense at all? I'm not like talking up here, right? I try not to. But it's very, very important. In the center of the home, center of a marriage, the center of any relationship should be the Lord Jesus Christ. It should be. Because if he's not, it's not going to be any different. You know, we, we, we talk about how we want to reach people. And I've talked many, many, many times about my, uh, probably not from the pulpit, but my um, anger with churches that try to bring the world in to try to reach the world. How will anybody know that we are believers if we're not any different than anybody else? Right? If we are the type of people who are the same as the guy walking down the street, but hey, you need to follow Jesus, he's cool. We're not any different. We have no, no um, reverence for God. How is anybody going to change their life to follow God if we don't show them a different way? That's why it's important in this word to stay and live in it. As Charles Spurgeon said, live in the word. Live in it. How many times do we read it? Do we have a, do we have a daily... Um, time with God. I try. It's difficult in the summer, but I try. But do we do that? Do we have a daily time with God where we sit down and we say, God, I want to prayerfully consider your word. Teach me through your word. How many times do we do that? If you have that, great. Continue. Try to build it up. If you don't, I want to urge you to start. I want to urge you to start building that relationship with God through his word, through prayer, and through the preaching of the word, through being with his people. Does that make sense? See, a lot of this is, is not very technical. I could get very technical and I could get very uh, uh, linguistical about things, but I won't because it's up here for me half the time. But it's very practical. The scripture is very practical. Practical application. You want a better relationship with your family, have a better relationship with God. You want a better relationship with God, spend time in his word and prayer and with his people. It's that simple. It's that simple. And there's practical application for that. You spend time in his word, you pray, you ask him to help you, and then you spend time with his people, and that relationship will grow with him, and it also will spill over to your family. It's very practical, very simple. And so many people don't get it, but it's that simple. Is it that simple, Josh? Yes, it is just that simple. It's just that simple. If you want a better relationship with God, start now. Start now. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you today for this word. Help us, Lord, to continually try to grow in you. Lord, place in us a hunger in our hearts for your word and for your presence. 
Lord, that can only be quenched by fulfilling that time spent with you. Father, help that desire to grow and help it to bleed over to our families and our friends and those we talk to. Help us to be different. Help us to be different than we are today. Help us to be different tomorrow, closer to you. And Lord, we thank you. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. See, even the hymn tells us we should be sharing our faith. Amen. God is good. We know that. And all the time, God is good. I want to just take a moment to, to thank you all for being here today. Uh, Denise, David, thank you for making the trip all the way from Georgia just for church. I appreciate that. Thank you guys back there. I'm, I'm sorry I don't remember your names. Lloyd McRae. Lloyd McRae. I, 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 McRae. Yeah. Melody. I remembered the last name, but I couldn't remember his first name. So I appreciate you taking the time to spend with us. Ruth, it's always good to see you as well. Thank you for being here. Thank you all for being here. You all are, are very special to me. Uh, we're all family. Thank you for taking the time. May God bless you this week. May he give you the grace and peace that you need. May you grow in him and grace and knowledge of his word and his presence. And we thank you for that. Amen.